Welcome to today's Budai podcast, all about physical fitness and health and well-being. It's a really interesting topic because from where we come from, uh, being in soundless to sound frequency vibration, um, it's not about one particular form of exercise or activity that creates our physical fitness because usually with us, it's about the energy that's involved with moment-to-moment flow and that's where we've personally always come from within physical fitness but we recently had an interesting experience with um which lord ganesh said i think we should podcast this (laughs) so we've just come back from the beautiful riverina in australia and uh we're down there we're building and uh And so a lot of it is within this one physical form. And so it's always moving things. It's on the move. Our body we're talking about is on the move, doing all sorts of lifting, um, moving heavy objects, digging, trenching, all that sort of work that goes on with any sort of either landscape uh, design work or um, any, any construction when it comes to building itself. And when you... Working with the land, then there's always something the land's calling you to participate in um, with either shifting or, in this case, the land is literally vomiting up some of the debris from its past history, you know, where people just drop things where they land. And so it's sort of unearthing itself. And, you know, we'll walk a few steps and all of a sudden there'll be broken glass somewhere or there'll be a marble. I think we found three forks that someone had buried down there along the journey, the previous caretakers of the land. And so the earth is literally, as we go along, is bringing them up for us to collect and remove from the terrain so we can start work with um, deepening the plant infrastructure and self-seeding there with nature and of nature and as nature. And that in itself is a whole different journey. But when we came back, because when you're working and participating, the focus of intention is primordial. Every particle within all of what we are was very, very driven and focused within a flow of achieving certain things. So we had three weeks there that was a lot had to be achieved because when we arrived, the weeds were waist high pretty much in most of the block, including inside the earth bag build itself. So before we could do anything, all that had to be removed. And some of those root systems on those weeds were so deep. And so all that had to be done. So that was one set of physical fitness. But the total focus wasn't on being fit or or anything else other than achieving the goals that we had to do. So clearing the land wasn't necessarily one of them, but it was part of the process. And then pretty much finishing off what we were doing with um, and that we had helped with, with with a beautiful carpenter down there, um, was a pavilion bathroom and also the interior fitting or fit out of this little garden shed that we stay in down there when we're there because we're trying to make it as comfortable as we can as we do the main build on the studio. And so that was one object. And then also just getting the land with the land ready for what was to come because we have like an olive grove and as the olives grow bigger we're doing an understory plant planting on the whole area so moving along with the whole flow of the fitness when you're flowing and your energy is in alignment then there's all this energy that's there present and so every day we would get up and we would feel this impulse to achieve a certain thing in that day or a cluster of things in that particular day and 
as we're doing that, obviously there's a body sculpting going on that we don't really think about as we're doing it because the journey really was about achieving these desired results. So the next time we were down there, we could fully immerse ourselves in the earth bag build itself and uh, get to the stage where we could put the bags on top of the lintels and see how high we had to go and all that sort of thing, you know, all the detail in a build. So when we arrived back on the coastal area, you know, there's, you know, you're changing because the way you look at your food down in a particular area where you're working, where your energy is focused on, your body's naturally drawn to things that are going to uh, fall into alignment with the energetic stream that's happening there. But when you come back into a different environment, you know, staying in touch with that rather than falling into a, tip, a different sort of flow that may not long, no longer serve you can sometimes be really interesting. So we thought we'd give <laughs> with Lord Ganesh, which was hysterical in itself, because he's not one for doing yoga asanas. No, he isn't. <laughs> and anything other than being the flow itself, if you go and do some sort of physical fitness sort of routine, well, that's a story in itself, which we're sharing right now. And so we thought we'd just do this, uh, you know, fitness program with yoga, uh, the actual physical structure of yoga. With us, with yoga, it's all about coming together as a collaboration and this beautiful union of vibration comes together and that's the yoga we usually embody. But, you know... <laughs> Isis, who's the one that really runs the show within this form, so to speak, was saying, you know, now that we're back, it's really important that we keep that momentum right, guys, <laughs> talking to the rest of us, you know. And so, what, well, you know, maybe we should do this. So Ganesh pipes up and says, let's do this yoga, you know. And it was a, it's a seven-day program, you know, what we're talking about because, you know, you probably hooked onto YouTube or going to a class or doing something, whatever it is you're doing. And, uh, and so we, we picked a day and we thought, let's do some cardio work. Or Ganesh thought, I'm going to give this a go. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So because this is not his true nature, this is not something that he does, but also when he chose to physically um, become the presence of this body, he really immersed himself as a very dense structure. So while this physical form that we're talking through is actually very light in frame and light in uh, vibration, he became very heavy in his earth element and the density within every cell became very, um, you know, like a huge girth, you know, <laughs> like, um, how can we explain, girth is a good word actually, gee, yeah, girth is a good word, <laughs> G for many things, G for God, G for, G for good, Chief for goal. But anyway, and so Isis is still in the vehicle because, you know, we share this physical form. There's a, you know, the different sound waves of what we are comes through. So hopefully all of you that are listening have heard some of our other podcasts. Otherwise, you might be wondering what we're talking about. But anyway, so he decided to jump on board in this body and started to do the downward dog. And you could feel the weight in the tummy region. So you might be wondering where we're going with this. So let me tell you, when you choose to tune in and you're thinking about physical fitness, rather than thinking about physical fitness, tuning into what it is you are in presence really transforms your molecular structure. And coming from quantum physics, metaphysics, physics, really all the one anyway, and Purusha, Shakti Shiva, you know, 
macrocosm, microcosm, all those dance of the elements that come into playfulness, when you're really focused on, you know, the presence of what you're here to participate in, which is really at the core of anything, your body, including your emotional and mental state, comes into an aligned state of resonance. And with that, your whole being flows effortlessly. So, you know, one of the things I was saying is Ganesh was embodying this body, so, you know, quite literally, was she was noticing how heavy it became. <laughs> and she kept saying, you know, Ganesh, this is really uncomfortable. You know, this is, you're very heavy in here right now. And he's not normally, normally he's very light. But what he was really demonstrating, because he was demonstrating, and he was using this whole exercise as a teaching tool, which has sparked this podcast in the first place, is when you're concentrating on your journey and really staying the course, um, coming into your alignment with it, and really being fully immersed and focused and feeling the vibrational resonance of that, Whatever it takes, that whether it's a physical fitness, a mental fitness, emotional fitness, spiritual fitness, all of the one, which really ultimately is the one anyway, your body, your synergy, the synergistic symbiosis falls into a state of sattvic rasayana because it really identifies with that journey. Therefore, every cell within that, um, within your form really immerses and embodies the energy that's required to bring that to fruition. But when you deviate and go off track from that, then we become a dead weight, which is really what that whole exercise was, you know, because whatever physical form of fitness you choose is going to be amazing, right, because you're choosing it. However, for the purpose of this podcast and the exercise that Ganesh decided to demonstrate very, very physically, it was about being focused because we've had so many clients come to us and, you know, sometimes you think if you do this, this is what it is because there's some sort of elemental expectation that this is the way to go, this is to achieve what your your desired result is, this must be the way I must go on my journey. Rather than come into your primordial resonance, feeling your presence and feeling it out through an aligned state of consciousness and then simply becoming the focus of that intention. And then in that attuned state of consciousness, really allowing that flow to navigate your journey, not as something separate or something outside of you guiding you, but fully immersing yourself in that soundless to sound frequency vibration. And full, your body within that, your mind and all the states of consciousness come into playfulness with that and your whole being becomes very light, very focused in, in that light, but very light. And it doesn't mean you have all the dots joined, that you know, that your mental state saying, oh, this is the, the clear path and this is the every step I know what to do because ultimately you do but sometimes to go with the flow is to trust the flow and therefore having an overall understanding that this is where you feel in resonance with and then just expanding and allowing that flow to ripple you through your journey really changes the way one you mentally see yourself but also mentally how you see how a plan can unfold and how the journey can simply be effortless you know and when we take it back to our experience on the build and doing the land you know while the muscles might have been may, may have been sore at some stage it's sort of 
move through that naturally without thought, without the drama of, oh, my God, I'm so tired. It was more, what's the plan for tomorrow? Okay, so the night before we'd be thinking, so tomorrow on the agenda, this is what we'll be doing. Sure enough, up at the crack of dawn and off we go and start the journey. Effortlessly, absolutely effortlessly. Because there was no dwelling through the mental mind or the mental monkey mind that creates the drama around, oh, that's going to be hard work. That's a lot of lifting for such a tiny frame. And all the mental conversations you can have it's totally focused on the task at hand. Therefore, the cellular structure, the physical cells, you know, the molecules, the atoms, they all light up like Christmas trees or like the night sky and a light within their resonance and their radiance and therefore defy gravity in many, many ways because there's no feeling of the depth of weightiness of the task at hand. It becomes effortless, therefore light of embodiment. So interesting, isn't it? And, I, you know, maybe you yourself, some of you, yeah, you can resonate with it because you've had moments of those experiences. But why do we only have moments when really this is something that's in resonance or we're able to tune in and tap into all the time, even if we've left that particular project because we've got to move on to something else only to be called back to a particular project? You know, maybe it's navigating and circumnavigating back around into being in that vortex of co-creation where you have that lightness of being and you know how to create that and keep with the flow. Or maybe tie what you're doing in externally from that that is giving you the energy to gift back to that project or whatever it is you're in resonance with within your journey and allow that flow to continue. Or is it something much deeper? Well, as Shiva says, diving right deep, into the abyss of the isness, into the soundness through the non-breath is really the most sacrosanct um, experience and expression of the presence of existence that you can ever, ever gift your physical form. Because in that space, which is ether, there's no stress. There's simply eternal trust, which is cosmically sound, and a sense of peace with whatever self-seeds, and Lord Shiva is such an amazing teacher with this because his capacity with being the, the predominantly of the fire element, he's just this focused radiance and knows how to have a raging fire equally as he knows how to kindle a very small, subtle fire, you know, because we, we require different elements, you know, to be stronger within our being at different times in our journey and different moments in our moment-to-moment -moment existence. And so knowing how to flow within those dance of the elements um, really can transform how you, how you navigate your journey but also how you see yourself. And really, life is about seeing yourself differently in a way that you recognise that you're infinitely creative and that you have the ability to self-seed. And this is where Brahma comes in, this is where Vishnu comes in, and uh, the Trinity as such. You know, one of the most beautiful ascended masters of that was Jesus. I mean, he just had it all going on, as was Krishna and Gautama Buddha. They nailed this, uh, this flow. They absolutely immersed themselves in it, and they were the living representation and embodied energy of this soundless-to-sound frequency vibration. And to this day that they still hang out in the Earth's sphere and still working within humanity, even as we speak, they're still very much immersed within humanity, helping those who want to uh, 
immerse themselves also and become that state of consciousness within their physical flow, you know, which is lovely. I mean, how lucky are we, how, how, what good fortune we have, all of us, to be able to tune in to those who have travelled before, but also who are travelling through this time continuum um, in this physical presence and share the flow, you know, with a gentleness and a kindness, which often in humanity there's a harshness to because we're hard on ourselves. We buried ourselves. We we often say we're not good enough and that things aren't enough. You know, even the most positive person will have those nanoseconds at some point where it may just ripple up and then it'll disappear very quickly. But when we let all of that go and we're so focused, you know, in a connected way rather than a strenuous way where we're straining to maintain that focus, which means we've come out of our epicentre of alignment, then, you know, our perceptions of who and what's possible change, but also our perceptions of what's physically possible changes completely because it's not about how physically strong you are. It's about how much energy you've brought into the party or allowed to come effortlessly into your being to defy gravity at some in, in some moments, but also not even defy it, but recognise that it's a play of light. You know, so there's all these ways. We did this, actually Lord Shiva did this podcast recently, and some of you may have heard of it and thought, what the, you know, is that about? <laughs> because he's really fascinating as a teacher. He's fascinating. And as a student, he's infinite. Because he himself says, well, we're always, always growing and expanding. But one of the things he was concentrating on is the surrender of labelling, you know, because labelling can limit because of all the definitions and our experience of a word that's defined the meaning of that word. And so he was really, he had a very unusual way or a different way that's not often heard in this world of surrendering um, your definitions of labels, you know, what we call ourselves, how we define ourselves. And well, yes, there's definitely, I mean, gosh, every profession has its own language, you know. But even a simple, even a word, if you give the same word to 10 people, each person, while it has a dictionary definition, it depends on how you how a person has experienced that word. It could be the tone it was expressed or how it was utilised in the context of that experience all can change the experience of what one word can mean to a person. So once you let go of all those things, like you say the word enlightenment, gosh, that has so many meanings. You look up the dictionary or the thesaurus, and yes, there'll be something in there, but you speak to different people and you'll get a different understanding of it. Spirituality is the same thing. You know, there's so many things. I mean, you could pick any word. You could pick a dog, and then someone might think, well, which breed? (laughs) You know, so someone might say dog and you say animal, you know. So there's all sorts of things that spark a trigger, you know, because we've all got triggers. And so he was doing this podcast about coming into the non-breath and he's fully primordial. He's, his whole birthing process is through the sound, soundlessness, through being the essence of the non-breath, as is Prabhati within the pranayama breath. So Shakti Shiva, it's a really fascinating flow. And the two of them, at some future moment in within Budai, they'll be doing some more podcasts about that whole process. And uh, and it's something, you know, it's something you really is to listen to, not just once, but many times, because as, a, as you unlock 
Pandora's box within you, your understanding really shifts and transforms. Maybe not the first time you hear it because sometimes it's like, oh, what, you know, <laughs> it's like, Whoop. but when you're ready, the gateways, your pathways through the Nabi and your neural pathways really light up you know, like an electrical circuit. It's, fasc- it's fascinating for us who aren't always in this physical form but we're connected through the tributaries of the vastness of the energetic streams from this form, always hanging out in those the, the vastness of that. So we can see these electrical, what looks like electrical boards, I guess that's another way of, of, of describing it. Of course, it's always more than that. But if you can imagine that, or a ping-pong machine, a ping-ball machine, ping-pong machine, ping-ball machine, you know how it all lights up as the ball hits, you know? And uh, so even that is un underestimating what it really is like for us to see. But you yourself might have already seen it. Maybe you've had that experience where you've um, come out of what your density structure is within your solid, what you think is a solid structure, which your body really isn't anyway, um, and seen it from a different perspective. Or you've seen artwork of the Nadis with all the infinite um, streams of the Nadis. It's fascinating. And some of you may have seen like a 3D visual computer thing and even that can't display exactly the energy that's embodied in those streams it's it's phenomenal and it also allows the capacity to self-seed very easily and effortlessly so there's so much in this so back to where we started with physical fitness so how you define physical fitness is based on so many things how you've come into the understanding through teaching or, you know, through studying or through going to classes and, you know, there's so many ways or physical fitness might be for going for a surf, going for that bushwalk or physical fitness may be sitting in lotus and meditating. That might be how you, you know, acclimatize to your physical fitness. But it doesn't matter what it is, when you're immersing and you're in alignment, your body will naturally be physically fit. So that's challenging. Yeah, we just got that from some of you. (laughs) That's that's quite challenging for some of you to digest. So rather than get all locked up in the lungs where you've held on your breath and the tension's locked down in your gut area, feel, take in that in-breath and a very deep in-breath through your uh, nose, first of all, and then breathe out through your mouth and gradually take that in-breath, intake of breath through your nose and then gently release through your nose as well. Find your rhythm again and listen to that section of the podcast again. Because physical fitness is a natural flow. Your body is naturally physical, physically fit when you are in your soundness to sound frequency alignment. It naturally oscillates. And it starts shedding very quickly anything that's causing an upset or a discorded energetic stream that's blocking that from happening. Your body, your, your whole being is very, very clever. It's, it's so wise, so all-encompassing, knowing. It knows how to navigate this. It's just that we mentally and emotionally often too create these obstacles and we do it to ourselves, even if we don't always like to be in self-responsible states of being with that. But really that's a huge state of empowerment. So on that note, Ganesh would like to have a little word about the heaviness and the weightiness <laughs> that we were sharing when he was doing his yoga. And we tell you, we're downward dogs as we're then going into um, some of the moves where we were doing the running, <laughs> you know, in the downward dog posture and you're doing the running. 
And um, that was an interesting process because the legs became really heavy and the belly, you know, which this belly is fairly flat in this body, but you could feel the girth become the jelly belly. So he would like to share about that. So that is all an illusion that's created through the desire to create an experience, you know, but it is an illusionary state because as soon as we shifted back into our resonance, there was no no heaviness in the body. So it's not about someone's girth, whether, you know, they seem that they're, you know, a little bit fuller figured or whether they're very, very lean and pared back. It really isn't about that, which is really what Ganesh is sharing now, you know, because if you look at some of his... Uh, depictions of arts and sculptures, they always seem to make these sculptures and artwork with him very full-figured, you know, um, and he's often, there's songs, so many songs about his big <laughs> But it's funny because he's so light. He's so light of being. And Buddha, have you noticed with Buddha? And Buddha actually had a, uh, a six-pack. <laughs> he was really physically fit in that way. But not always, you know, because like all of us, he could choose what he wanted to be. But it's not about that. That's not what we're talking about because it's irrelevant in the scheme of things until it's relevant to you. But uh, what we're actually sharing with is, and, you know, these are all mental mindsets, right, because we're always picking at each other as to how we physically look. But, you know, it really depends on your perception. We look at everyone, we see how beautiful everyone is all the time. You know, even if they're saying something that's not always feeling so beautiful, <laughs> everyone is really beautiful. You know, you're all really light and gorgeous to look at and uh, to be in playfulness with. It's awesome. We feel very blessed to be able to be present here. But often, you know, we're judged by, people are judged by their girth, you know, whether it's, oh, that person's really skinny or that person's a little bit, you know, well-endowed or whatever. You know, there's all these adjectives to describe something, to, to, to depict someone. And Ganesh is quite happy to share his depiction because <laughs> there is so much out there. You know, there's the black Ganesh, there's the um, dancing Ganesh, there's the one where he's laying down like he's someone's waving a, a big palm for <laughs> front to cool him down like he's got someone waiting on him which I've never known him to do actually I've never known maybe mouse his best friend his mouse sometimes will do that <laughs> but usually they're playing they're too busy playing so anyway so one of the things he said is it's an all it's an illusion and when you re recognize that that whatever it is that's going on with your physical form once you let go of the nitpicking that it's all an illusion and you come into your allowness, al al alignment uh, within your physical form and your energetic stream into the soundlessness, those illusions become known and they just fall away as you allow them to. And then your body becomes in resonance of a very um, enlightened, enriched physical state of well-being. You know, we're not going to say health because health means different things to different people. But well-being, fully, fully immersed. So doesn't it make you want to take in a really huge in-breath? And don't you feel like your eyes have just lit up like Christmas trees? <laughs> They've become really wide and now you're seeing really clearly? Because we have, we, you know, sometimes we wear reading glasses. And then sometimes we don't, just depending on where we're, 
oscillating at. But as soon as we shared that, all of a sudden our eyes looked up above our glasses and they're really wide and the clarity is amazing. So it just gives you some insight because you can change anything about your journey in a, in a lifetime. It's just really, really knowing that you can and then allowing yourself to open up to that those infinite possibilities to create the probabilities, to create the actualities and the manifestations that bring that all to fruition. So for those of you who aren't sure, you know, you know, we're just going with the flow, it's good, but there's something that's driving you, whether it's you want to change the way you've been living because it just isn't fulfilling anymore. And a lot of you, you know, most of us many times over have come to that point where you say something inside of you says, I can't do this anymore, you know. And it's not uncommon. It's more common than you can possibly imagine. We hear you or so many people say that from around the globe in all the different languages. And But that's a beautiful moment because that's a catalyst to make changes in your life, even if you're not sure what those changes are, and you begin another journey again, and then the unfolding happens. But no matter what that journey is, coming back into your attuned state, into the soundlessness where the abyss is the calming sensitivity, it's peaceful, where all things are birthing and self-seeding, it takes it gives you this sense of excitement of what's possible so then you just it's not even that your mind wants to nitpick it and say well i want to know the details because it doesn't do it it just feels the excitement almost like the orgasmic essence of it that wants to get you in the driver's seat as the cosmic being that you are and manifest in this earth sphere of what it is you want to live your most amazing life and you can have many lifetimes, you can have many amazing lives in one physical form. It doesn't have to be finite and you let go of that form. It can just be a continuation. As we have done, as Ganesh has done, as Lord Shiva does, one of the most beautiful blessings that the, the deities have um, gifted the world is the remembrance and the reminder that there's no such thing. You know, you can just, as death as such, that you just... It's life is eternal, and Jesus was the same, you know. And I'm sure there's so many others we could name. Gautama, gosh, back in the day, we used to live in a townhouse, which means you have an upstairs and downstairs. And one of the jobs we were doing at the time, it had a huge stress element to it. And so, as soon as we walked through the front door, we would look up the stairs, and there's Happy Buddha, arms up, <laughs> greeting us. You couldn't help but laugh. You know, arms up in the air, huge big smile, twinkling in the eyes, and there he was, larger than life. So, you know, you've all got these beautiful resonances around you. It doesn't matter what background, what belief systems you've got. Whatever it is, for us, gosh, we love everyone. We talk to so many beings. Gosh, it's just like one big party all the time. And some of you see them and some of you don't see them and it really doesn't matter. We see them and that's all that is for us. But it's fun, you know. And even if you, if you create a moment of worry, you know that worry is going to be gone the next moment because it's, it doesn't percolate effectively in your form anymore because it doesn't serve you for your highest well-being. So, you know, and you stay the course, you know, until the rudder has to be changed and it steers you in a different direction. But in a stream, like, you know, here in Australia, you've got these beautiful mountains and these beautiful um, rivers and streams that 
you know, cascade through the mountains and they take you on a journey. They go around bends and same in Queensland, the same. Gosh, there's some beautiful rapids you could ride and and um, Canada is no different. You know the places around the world. There's so many beautiful places around the world. You who live in those areas would know them more than we do by name anyway. By essence, we know them. But there's so many things, but nature shows us so many tributaries. And our body, our anatomy, our physiology, it shows many, many, many streams. You look at our nervous system, you look at the circulatory system, and you've got all these tributaries going through the body. If you look on the uh, Ayurvedic charts or the Siddha medicine charts and you see the Nadis or yoga charts, you know, and you, you see the depictions through the beautiful artists that create them, to give glimpses of insight of how all this infinite streams and tapestries of light that move through, you know. And then even as we're talking about it, some of you, yeah, you got your glitch where you actually felt them and you can actually, yeah, some of you are very visual, yeah, and some of you are clear audience. So you can hear them and, and feel them and sense them, yeah, and yes, we can, some of you can hear the whirling. So, you, see, you know, even when you're having the thoughts, we pick up on it, so it's all good. And our mouthpiece just dropped. <laughs> and so... It's exciting, isn't it? Like it's exciting. So how light does your body feel right now? And did you realise you, you were holding your breath? Because <laughs> sometimes when you're listening intently, you know, we can hold our breath. And sometimes we're listening so intently you come into naturally the flow of the non-breath. And sometimes we're just so, so de deep in our listening that we just hold our breath. And then one moment we recognise it and we, we start to immerse ourselves in a very deep, gaspy breath. So whatever it is for you, the flow of your breath is really pivotal to keep breathing into your existence more vital life force. So that's what we wanted to share and, and Lord, Lord Ganesh was so excited to share his girth with you all and the thrill of having one and this, and this thrill of remembering that no matter what your body is representing, your lightness of being is your radiance and therefore can manifest your form, whether it's your mental, emotional state and your physical form, into whatever it is within your heart's desire. It's simply coming into alignment with it. And as you feel the presence of it, don't get caught up in the mirrors and all those negative things that can happen, but feel the presence of it, your body will be the kickstart to bring it into a state of sattvic resonance with the flow that is in your grandest desire to become. And it's that simple. So we look forward to sharing you, um, gosh, who knows what we're going to talk about next one, probably Lord Shiva and Pravati will come in and talk about uh, Puruja and the Dance of the Elements through the eye of Shiva. So we look forward to catching up with you next time. It was so lovely, as always, to share with you. Bye for now, and happy journeying. <laughs>